Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 22, the last and final chapter of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I'll post again. Uh, first, we have announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you'd like to submit... Check the website for guidelines. You can also see some of our amazing previous submissions. We just had a new one. Um, So make sure to check out the great things that people have been coming up with for Hogwarts BSU. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Um, Please consider becoming a patron starting with Gobble to Fire. So that's in like two weeks. Um, We will be video recording the Wizard Team episodes and patrons will have access to those videos. Um, so if you're doing, if you're paying five dollars or more or more per month, you can get the video um, the Tuesday before the episode drops. Um, and then if you're at the ten dollar a month or more um, tier, then you can get the link to watch us record live. Um, so if that's something you're interested in see and you want to see our, our pretty, pretty faces, faces. Um, <laughs> and our weird facial expressions, then you can do that. Um, and if you want to support us, um, if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, and even if you do, you should just rate and review us on iTunes, because that'll We also are now available us. on Google Play, so if you're looking for another way to listen to Wizard Team, you can check us out there and rate and review us as well, if that's a thing that you can do on Google Play, because I didn't realize we weren't on Google Play until today. Ah, but mm-hmm. I fixed it. <laughs> So, also subscribe to our newsletter. Most weeks, we send out nerd news and links about what's been going on. So, if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlsnerdout.com. This Saturday, only a couple days from now, um, we will be live tweeting Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the movie. Um, You can join us at 6 p.m. Pacific Time slash 8 p.m. Central 9 p.m. Eastern, um, as we watch the movie, and you can use the hashtag Wizard Team and HPPOA um, to tweet along with us. I'm very excited about this. I've done my waiting! About Um, eight months of it. Eight months of it. Uh, It's been eight months, it's been less than that, but still. Uh, So make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, like us on our other social groups. Our, our other social media platforms, Black Girls Nerd Out, and join our Wizard Team Facebook group. We have really great conversations in there. There's some really cool things that are shared and talked about without that pesky 140-character limit. Cool. Potter news. One, Harry Potter is coming back to the theaters for one week only on IMAX starting tomorrow. We realize that that doesn't give you a lot of time, but you probably saw it on Twitter, and we're timey-wimey, and the news dropped after um, we recorded (laughs) the last chapter. So that's what it is. Um, 
so it's kind of like a promo for Fantastic Beasts. Um, so there, you get like a, in addition to watching the movies, um, the Harry Potter movies, you get a first look at Fantastic Beasts, and then they're doing like in-person appearances in LA and at Lon in London, so if you are in those two places and decide that you would like to see the cast of Fantastic Beasts, you should um, do that. That would be cool. Um, you can go to IMAX.com forward slash um, Harry Potter, and then you can like see where the movies are playing. Um, yeah, I think you have to buy tickets. I don't know if you have to buy tickets beforehand or not, actually. Sorry. Probably like any other movie. Um, um, one thing I would like to kind of touch on, but I don't want to go too deep into it because we have a chapter to go through, but it seems very strange to me, again, how closely they are tying Fantastic Beasts to Harry Potter? Harry Potter. It's weird. In which case you could say, from the maker and creator of Harry Potter, we bring you Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And you get all of that same street cred without having people be confused about what it is they're about to see. Or if you're a Potterhead like us, be hesitant about how closely this is going to tie into Harry Potter and a little bit of keep the secrets cursed child them is this now going into kind of a fanfic type of thing like again I don't know how many times we've said it but let these seven books live alone Harry's story is complete great and built from the world the world is very rich there are tons of stories that you can tell in that world kind of like Star Wars you know they got Clone Wars they have Rogue One coming out they're not you know, so like people the, it's connected in terms of like timeline, but like it's yeah. not—they're not name dropping everyone from the last series just because exactly. they're doing it only if it like has some kind of like weight on the um, on the story. And then it's weird because I'm really before, thinking right now, thinking of Star Trek, where it's like very like not every single episode of Star Trek Voyager are they mentioning Star Trek the next generation and not every episode of star trek the next generation were they mentioning star trek the original series it was like if it mm -hmm. made sense plus they would obviously there are a lot of winks and nods to other things um but it didn't they didn't lean so heavily on the thing that came before it uh, and i think it was that that's own... like the funny thing is that when fantastic beast was announced as like a thing that was going to happen it was like they were really adamant about being like it's not a prequel it's not a prequel it's not connected to harry potter other than that it's in the wizarding world but now it's like the theme song is the is hedwig's theme why that makes no sense every time i hear hedwig's theme and the fantastic beast signal come up on the thing it kind of makes me mad because i'm like this doesn't feel right that's not actually what it is um so they could have had a different score for that they really could have um and then at least a different theme like the little the mentions of like mentions of Dumbledore yeah Dumbledore is like a hundred thousand years old so yeah he'd be there but like at the same time it's not totally necessary um and then the mention of Grindelwald again makes no sense um yeah but yeah so it's just it's a little bit strange because it it's just there's a I way to know. do it which is clever and is a like a, a kind of a wink to the to yeah the I guess series. it's just not subtle and, and yeah it's not subtle and it also comes off as kind of desperate like oh so you don't believe that you have a good enough story to stand on its own you know what I mean that, like, that's that not also, starting to come off to me 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that, and then also like coming like just about what like the news that we're act- that we're talking about, um, like Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts aren't connected at all. So yeah. then like I'm not, and I'm not even mad. Like if y'all want to go to the theater and see um, Harry Potter in IMAX, and then I'm pretty sure they're remastering um, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. So I'm sure it'll look dope for people mm-hmm. who like have funds to be going to movies and shit. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> um, not us. You, it's not. Gosh. Um, I played myself this week. It's fine. You have um, no idea. It, you, basically, it's like, it doesn't really connect, like, it makes sense for like, hey, yeah, of course I'd want to go see it in the movies again, because it'll look tight, but like, in terms of the connection to Fantastic Beasts, it doesn't really make sense, because you don't have to watch Harry Potter to watch Fantastic Beasts. They don't, like, plot-wise, whatever, it's in two different times, like, periods, so it's not really necessary. That being said, if... You decide you want to go see Prisoner of Azkaban in IMAX on October 15th. I don't know what times those happen, but if they happen to be at 6 p.m. and you want to sneak your phone you in. live treat. Yeah. Live tweet live the tweet IMAX experience. Twitter has do a night view, right? Twitter night view. Oh, yeah. You can that's true. not be as disturbing. Switch up that night mode. Yeah. Switch to the night mode and then nobody really... Y'all can finesse. Yeah. Um, they can okay, tell you're doing it, like, but it's less annoying than that big ass yeah. white screen. So, it's true. Um, <laughs> next news before we um, dive in, get into the chapter. Um, Pottermore released another Magic in North America installation. Um, it's a slash Fantastic Beast promo writing, which is what we've been talking about. Um, so this one is about Macusa, a magical congress of the United States. Um, and I mean, okay, so we're full disclosure. Like we haven't talked about like Ilvermorny and like. We, we did a whole thing on the original Magic in North America series, but we haven't really talked a lot about the, the more recent Pottermore readings, mostly because we're going to do a Fantastic Beasts um, bonus episode where we're going to talk about these things, so we don't want to like go on rants and stuff. Um, but I will say that it to me, I read it earlier today, and it's like very much in the same... It's like very consistent with what's already been written, and there's no... It pretty much just ignores all of the critiques that have happened with the previous um, installations. And it's like, it's not that it on its own is offensive, except for there's like things where like the default for these characters and like these people who are being written about and like the wizarding world of America, the default is very clearly white. It's white as fuck. And it's like they meant like the, there's a mention of the Revolutionary War. There's absolutely just skips like a hundred years so that so that she doesn't have to mention the Civil War or slavery or any of that stuff at all. So there's all these holes because it's not really like I mean it's similar to the other stuff. It's all these holes and then it becomes like offensive because it's like it's not like accurate to the actual like American history, but it's also consistent with the rest of the stories and like what's kind of unfortunate is that it doesn't feel like she's learned anything from the critiques from before and like because what you could do is you see all the critiques from your earlier thing and then you're like oh okay so I'll work on this other stuff that I know is coming out and flesh it out some more and then when that comes out it'll give you more information that's not ridiculous and then you don't do that and then it's like lazy writing and I've written about that stuff it's it's annoying. a very good article on or blog post at blackgirlsnerdout.com about how lazy writing can recreate oppression. You should check it out. So let's, I want to, I really, I got feelings and they need to get out. So magical birthday, uh, yeah. Monday, next Monday, the 17th, 
Hmm. I have no idea. Next, yeah, uh, is Professor Flitwick's birthday. Uh, he is, is he head of Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw. He is. Head of Ravenclaw House, Charms Professor, Simming, like seemingly able to age and not age at will if you go well, from the book. Well, he's books. part goblin. Oh, you're talking about from the movies when he like... I mean, yeah, if you go from the movie, like, not the super, book. He has like the tufts, the like white yeah. tufts, and then all of a sudden he has like a little black bowl cut with a little mustache. Yeah. That was weird. It that was didn't weird. make any sense. Um, it doesn't make any sense. And then he yeah. somehow, somehow is only the choir director. Like, you never see him teach a charms class ever again. <laughs> strange. All very um, strange. But also shout out to Warwick <laughs> Davis, who played Flitwick. He also played Grip Hook, so, you mm-hmm. know, he, he got all the goblins in there. Getting that, getting that Harry Potter money. Um, so, all right. Shout out to Flitwick. Let's dive in to chapter 22. I'll post again. Um, previously on Wizard Team... Um, Sirius was trapped in the tower in Professor Flitwick's, ha, that's interesting, um, Professor Flitwick's um, office, um, and Dumbledore sends Hermione and Harry back in time, because that's awesome, to go save him and Buckbeak, which they succeed. They fly Buckbeak up to save Sirius, and then Sirius and Buckbeak fly away um, to freedom slash hiding, um, and that was where we left off. As they fly so, off of the tower and, yeah. Harry and Hermione okay. are on the tower when Hermione, tugging at his sleeve, says, we've got ten minutes to get back down to the hospital wing without anybody seeing us before Dumbledore locks the door. So they have to, you know, gather themselves. Close they that. Had a Close emotional, that time. Yep, they had an emotional uh, goodbye to Sirius, but they got a time loop's got to get closed. So, mm-hmm. they reach the bottom of the spiraling stone staircase and hear voices. They flatten themselves against the wall and listen to what sounds like Fudge and Snape. They are walking quickly along the corridor at the foot of the staircase. Um, cause they had just left locking Sirius. They just left locking Sirius in Flitwick's office. Meanwhile, Sirius just flew off on Buckbeat. I love time travel. <laughs> it's wonderful okay um only hope Dumbledore is not going to make difficulty Snape was saying the kiss will be performed immediately shut the fuck as soon up. as McNair yeah he he's a little too eager as soon as McNair returns with the Dementors this whole black affair has been highly embarrassing I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to informing the Daily Prophet that we've got him at last I dare say they'll want to interview you Snape and once young Harry is back in the right mind, back in his right mind, I expect he'll want to tell the prophet exactly how you saved him. So um, Harry caught a glimpse of Snape's smirk as he and Fudge passed them their hiding place. So this is kind of very telling of both Fudge and Snape, and things that I mean, if you've been paying attention, we <laughs> have talked about numerous times. But Snape is so eager um, to exact revenge, not justice, but. Also, the first thing on Fudge's mind is the appearance of it all. He's been embarrassed. Mm-hmm. He can't wait to tell the prophet that, like, the whole... And try to, like, you know, sweep this whole matter under the rug because a prisoner's been on the loose for a year at this point. About a year. Um, a little less than a year, we should say. So... Harry and Hermione waited a few minutes to make sure they'd really gone, and then they started to run in the opposite direction. Then, 
they hear a cackle ahead. Peeves, Harry muttered, grabbing Hermione's wrist in here, and they tore into a desert classroom to their left just in time. Peeves, where you been? This whole book. Where you at? Right? I missed you. But I feel like, the, I thought that too, but then I'm like, he was probably only like two chapters ago, and we just, since we're like reading it so staggered. So, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, he, it's been, it has been a few chapters, but that's mostly because we've been in the Shrieking Shack for yeah a while. And Peeves gets um, more to do later in these books, but also he's more, when they're, when they're going through classes and walking around the corridors, he'll get a little yeah. mention. Or like mm-hmm. when they don't want to get caught, then here comes Peeves. Yeah. Which is actually what like y'all pretty, doing? pretty great to kind of think about when they're, when you're doing something wrong. Um, or something that you don't want everyone else to know about and, and inevitably like something comes up to like put you on blast and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. and that is P function yeah. at Hogwarts castle <laughs> for sure. Um, oh, he's horrible whispered Hermione. I bet he's all excited because the Dementors are going to finish off Sirius. Three minutes, Harry. Um, so they wait until Peeves leaves, um, Hermione, what'll happen if we don't get back inside before Dumbledore locks the door as they're running? Harry, why would you why would you ask that in that moment? Because they're in shape. There. They're in shape, and so they no, can. There's from, one. There's no way. I well, yeah. Running while talking while running is like people who do that are hella irritating. Wow. But that's not. I was just asking in that moment if you're like rushing. Focus on getting there. Don't, why are you all of a sudden thinking like all the bad stuff that could happen? Or are you just wondering what would happen? Like, well, because he has no there. idea what has been going on for the past six hours. Actually, yeah, it's but been I'm the saying same that kind three of stuff, hours He twice. really expected Hermione to answer that question as they're running to go save. Like, like that just seems like a bad time. Yes, it's but bad timing. also, again, like I said, he has been confused for the past, Six hours, which is actually the same three hours he's had to go through twice. Starting with, what would happen if the dog grabbed Ron by the leg and dragged him under a tree? I don't know, Harry. It probably turns out that he's, he's an escaped convict. Oh, well, he never asked okay. that question. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, we talked about. I get it. There have been weird things weird. happening. I know. So go with it at this point. It's been six <laughs> hours. You know shit's getting weird. You know shit's been weird. Just I think I move with, I, on with it. I, you know you got a deadline. Don't ask about the deadline. Just rush to, just finish. Finish first, and then you can ask your questions. Hey, Hermione, what would have happened if we hadn't made it? Oh, bruh, you don't even want to, like, okay. But not, like, in the middle of the thing. Yeah, well, I think it's also a matter of if we don't make it and we don't close this time loop, do we blink out of existence? Does everything that we just did don't, and that's not a question it's to ask while you're matter. running. I, okay. So, anyway. Not, like, they, it's a good question for, like, theorizing <laughs> and thinking through later. But, like, in the moment, and especially running. I also hate running, in case y'all didn't know. Um, but, like, it just seems, just, it doesn't seem like the right time. I would love it's to know from. It's not a bad from, question. It's just not, a, it's just not the right time. I would love to know from Wizard Team what you guys think would happen if they didn't close the time loop. Um, yeah, that's a total, I, that would be awesome to think yeah, about. Yeah, I think we should talk about that on in the Facebook group and online. Ooh, we have a new member and I need a question. Never mind, got it. <laughs> Perfect. Boom. Um, so anyway, they creep along the corridor. They can hear Dumbledore. 
The door opened. Dumbledore's back appeared. I'm going to lock you in. It is five minutes till midnight. Miss Granger, three turns should do it. Good luck. Which I love when they just copy word for word what he said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Dumbledore locked up and with a wide smile appeared under... And the wide smile appeared under the long silver mustache. Well, he said quietly... We did it, Harry said breathlessly. Sirius has gone on Buckbeat. He beamed at them. Um, well done, I think. Uh, yes, I think you've gone too. Get inside. I'll lock you in. And they closed the time loop. Right there, right? They left. It's lit. Yep. They, um, they left and they walked back in. And a moment, uh, so they go to their beds. M- Madame Pomfrey comes in. <laughs> it's like... Nothing changed. Nothing, Nothing happened. happened. I also love that even though it's not how it happens in the movies, uh, Ron is like, but you were, but how did you, but, huh? Because that is how my brain would work if I saw that too. Because this is like the closest. That's how my brain worked when we kept Keep the Secrets, saw a Cursed Child. They were doing some weird witchcraft on that stage. And I was like, but y'all were there, but y'all were just there. I don't. I think I figured understand. out how they did it. But anyway. I think they had a time turner. A real one. Mm. No. Anyway. I feel like that's the most I feel like that's the most logical explanation for what happened in that play. But it really isn't. Like like production wise. Because that was I, some I figured it that out. Was some stuff. But okay. I so, don't want you to tell me because I'd rather think that they used the real life time turner. I know you would. I'm not going to tell you. So, Madam Pomfrey Thanks. comes striding in. Did I hear the headmaster leaving? Am I allowed to look after my patients now? She's just... <laughs> still... She's angry about it. Because don't come into her hospital and tell That's her... That's her jurisdiction. Right? She's the master of the hospital wing. You, you don't come in there and fuck up her stuff. Like, no. No, I don't care whose headmaster you is. This is Pop- Poppy Pomfrey's no hospital wing. I got work to do. Mm-hmm. So she was in a very bad mood, obviously. <laughs> stood over, and she stood over them, making sure they ate their chocolate. Harry could hardly swallow. Madame Pomfrey heard um, their words. How do they work? <laughs> Sorry. Harry and Hermione were waiting, listening, their nerves jangling, and then... They hear a distant roar of fury echoing from somewhere above them. What was that? said Madame Pomfrey in alarm. Now they could hear angry voices growing louder and louder, and she was staring at the door. Really? They'll wake everyone up. What do they think they're doing? Harry was trying to hear what the voices were saying. They were drawing near. Um, do we want to, you be Snape and I be everyone else? Um, sure, I'll be, I'll be Snape. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. He must have disappeared, Severus. We should have left someone in the room with him. When this gets out... He didn't disappear. You can't apparate or disappear inside this castle. This has something to do with Potter. Severus, be reasonable. Harry has been locked up. Bam. Bam. The door of the hospital wing burst open. Fudge, Snape, and Dumbledore came striding into the ward. Dumbledore alone looked calm. Indeed, he looked as though he was quite enjoying himself. (laughs) Fudge appeared angry, but Snape was beside himself. Out with it, Potter. What did you do? 
Professor Snape shrieked Madame Pomfrey. Control yourself. Basically, be cool, fam. What are you doing? No fam there. Be cool, bro. No fam. Be cool, stranger. <laughs> um, see here, Snape. Be reasonable, said Fudge. The oh, door's sorry. been locked. We just saw. They helped him escape. I know it, Snape howled, pointing at Harry and Hermione. His face was twisted. Spit was flying from his mouth. You Calm gotta chill. down, man. At the point where spit's flying from your mouth, that's when you have to stop yeah. and take a moment of introspection. Yes. And think, think, think you're, I feel like that's the word think of the team. I think we said chill was for like this book. I think introspection. I feel like everyone mm-hmm. needed a moment. To think about their choices. Sit and what did think you about do their lives and their choices. Here? Like what literally all of them. In this predicament. In this, yeah. yeah. And just sit in your, sit in your truth and then communicate with someone else. Aww. I feel like that was what needed to happen. In that this, reminds in this me of when Ami was like a baby baby and she got into the like tea drawer and she pulled all the tea out and I, oh, yeah. and I said, you sit in your truth. You sit there. <laughs> what did you do? Why did you do it? And she looked at me and I said, you think about it. <laughs> Why? Because anyway. it's just sometimes you just need that moment. <laughs> to just, just yeah. be like, why am I here? <laughs> How did I get here? How did I get um, here? So, Fudge barked, calm down, man. You're talking nonsense, which you are. You don't know Potter. He did it. I know he did it. That will do, Severus. Think about what you're saying. This door has been locked since I left the ward ten minutes ago. Madame Pomfrey, have these students left their beds? Of course not, said Madame Pomfrey, bristling. I would have heard them. Well, there you have it, Severus, said Dumbledore calmly. Unless you are suggesting that Harry and Hermione are able to be in two places at once, I'm afraid I don't see any point in troubling them further. Dumbledore is such a troll. Such a troll. Like, you didn't have to be like, unless you knew. Because I'm pretty, I feel, Snape probably knows that Hermione's using a time turner, right? I feel like the heads of the houses probably would know, even if it didn't affect them. It just well, like seems we like they would too, have more, like. He would know because she doubled up on potions. Remember, Did like she? potions and oh yeah, she didn't at the same time. But I Got think what, yeah, everyone also knows that like she is forbidden to use them for anything besides her classes, and as much she as, wouldn't like yeah. without Dumbledore telling her to exactly but, as much um, as Snape is a problem. I still think that like he wouldn't imagine that she would break that rule. I mean, unless Dumbledore's over here trolling. He's That's over true. here gaslighting Snape low-key, and it's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> He's just like, unless they're at two places at once, Dumbledore, you know they were. Stop it. That's rude. Yeah. I love it. Um, um, so Snape... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, Snape stood there seething, um, staring from Fudge to Dumbledore, <laughs> whose eyes were twinkling behind his glasses. <laughs> um, Snape whirled about, robes swishing behind him, and stormed out of the ward. Fellow seems quite unbalanced, said Fudge. I'd watch out for him if I were you, Dumbledore. Oh, he's, he's not, not unbalanced. He's just... He's just suffering a dis- severe disappointment. Um, okay. He's not the only one, puffed Fudge. The Daily Prophet's going to have a field day. We had Black cornered, and he slipped through our fingers yet again. All it needs now is for the story of a, that hippogriff's escape to get out, and I'll be the, a laughing stock. Well, I'd better, better go and notify the ministry. Um... I mean, can we just acknowledge really quickly that Fudge got foiled by two 13-year-olds? I mean, beyond that, 
can we acknowledge that in Fudge's mind, even though I don't even know really if it's, but a mass murderer who was spotted multiple times at this castle got away. He has killed 13 people and he is still on the loose. And you're worried about the papers? Like, yep. if he really was Voldemort's right-hand man or whatever, this escape is, like... Far scarier than... This is serious, yeah. right? Like, you're like, oh, he's still, he's got some magic that we don't even know how to deal with. Mm-hmm. He's just slipping out of rooms, locked doors. Locked doors, like, tassels, half dead, right? Like... He, he was all, like, he just was surrounded by a hundred Dementors, so unconscious... We leave for 10 minutes and dude figures out a oh, way to Oh, the mentors dipped. Where did the Patronus come from? We don't know. We don't know. There's lots of questions that need to be asked if we are and indeed he, still following after notorious mass murderer Sirius Black. And this is what else we're going to have to like, and I mean, Dumbledore just says it right now too, but, um, and the Dementors said Dumbledore, they'll be removed from the school, I trust. Oh yes, they'll have to go, said Fudge running his fingers distractedly through his hair. Never dreamed they'd attempt to administer the kiss on an innocent boy. Completely out of control. No, I'll have them packed off back in Azkaban tonight. Perhaps we should think about dragons at the school entrance. Dragons. Yeah, you should. But like, yeah, again, so he's dealing with a mass murder. Whoa, I almost dropped my computer. He's dealing with the mass murder of the likes, like with powers that rival Voldemort at this point, right? With being able to escape like this and he's dealing with dementors who he he ordered at the base of a school for a year going after two and they've been attacking kids attacking kids saying oh who knows what would make them act this way hmm hmm curious 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 i wonder is that really on the first war anyway but I mean, the thing is that that's hilarious is that like he says this now, but they attacked Harry like months ago, right? Without serious black around, right. at just a regular ass game, Quidditch, and yep. there was nothing that happened. Like, he didn't well, I can already see how that conversation went, or whatever. Like Dumbledore was furious, goes to the headmaster's or goes to Fudge's office, or sends a howler or an owl or whatever. And he's like, that's a rogue Dementor, and removes that one Dementor and replaces him with some another Dementor. Nah, because that was know? hella Dementors. That was more than one Dementor. At the Quidditch match? Yeah, I thought there was only... That was more than one Dementor. Well, it wasn't a hundred of them, so he replaced those rogue, those ones that are out of control, right? It's kind of like, well, it is, like, whenever a police officer shoots an unarmed person of color. No, there were at least a hundred Dementors at the Quidditch match. Okay, well then I, there's no excuse. <laughs> Sorry, I had to double check too. I don't, I was like, I don't know. Cause. Nah, then they, then nah, fudge. Nope. 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 That's not okay. Shit, maybe he should be benched for the entire book. God damn. God damn. Oh my goodness. All yeah. those votes for the wizard justice system, those are going to fudge. I've decided. Mm. I mean, we'll count. Was, we'll keep him for both. He was head of magical law enforcement before he got became the minister, right? Wasn't he working? He was junior in law minister. Or... No, that was Barty Crouch. 
Um, he wasn't on the magical law enforcement. He was, um, sorry, one second. That's the Marauder's map, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, um... Was it the Marauder's map or is it earlier when they're doing... No, it's in the Marauder's map because it's when Harry's, um, not supposed to be in... Oh, yeah. What's it called? And he is, um, Yeah. He was. Um, sorry. Okay. Nobody. Oh, he was a. Oh, he was a junior minister in the Department of Magical Catastrophes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so to get back to, um, Alpus, again, he. He has two, major catastrophes on his hand really are major like problems and the thing about like cover-ups or scandals or whatever especially in terms of government governmental um scandals is that he's worried about seeming incompetent when it but the the root cause of seeming incompetent is the fact that you have out of control to mentors that you order to be in the presence of children um, who don't know how to defend themselves, right? Like, mm-hmm. Harry is probably the only one in that school who is not a teacher who can conjure a Patronus at this point. And then you have a dark wizard, a seemingly alleged dark wizard with powers that you can't even begin to understand escaping right underneath your nose and you still believe he's out to get hairy but no let me go like let me go figure out what i'm going to tell the daily prophet that's what's most important right now and then the fact that he's actually innocent yes (laughs) like on top of that (laughs) series didn't even do it so uh so just a freaking like it's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. Um, so anyway, let's get to happy things. Perhaps yeah. we should put a dragon at the school entrance. Hagrid would like that. So would I. We know. Um, but we do get, I we don't like get dragons that. outside the entrance, but we do get dragons next book. So We do yeah. get dragons. There is a it's low like... moan from the other end of the ward, and um, Ron has woken up. Oh, Fudge and really quick. Dumbledore and Madame Pomfrey all left. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah, real quick, something I realized as I was listening to the last episode that we didn't, Ron was knocked out because he got stunned or whatever by Pettigrew. It wasn't his leg, mm. it was the curse. Forgot about that. Um, so that's, yeah, that's part of the reason why he's, like, not conscious. Yeah. Um, so. Because he didn't have Alan Rickman Snape to protect him. <laughs> because regular Snape was knocked the fuck out. Yes. So, after Fudge and Dumbledore leave the dormitory, Madame Pomfrey hurried to the door and locked it again, muttering angrily, and she heads back to her office. Ron wakes up, and he, um, he groans, Harry, why are we in here? Where's Sirius? Where's Lupin? What's going on? Harry and Hermione look at each other. You explain, said Harry, helping himself to some more chocolate. One thing I think bears notice, too, is that Oh, he's rubbing his head. Yeah, because he got stunned. Is that they do get locked in to the door, to the... And that is weird to me. Um, I don't know if it's like, oh, Ron's been... Oh, they maybe they 
they actually think they're confunded, so they're locking them in for their own safety, right? Like, we don't want you to be confused and go try to help Black again or whatever. But it's yeah. weird to me that they get locked in, a ho- in the hospital ward. Yeah. You know? They're not prisoners, I would, but... I would say it's so that nobody will come in, but then, like, people... You can unlock a door easily, and they've been coming in and out of there for a while, so... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I think it makes sense for the, um, the time travel part. Yeah. Like, Dumbledore saying, I'm going to lock you in, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but for, like, later, it, like, doesn't seem like it has a real purpose other than Madame Well, I guess Madame Pomfrey knows, like, before Harry was trying to, like, leave. So maybe that is what it is. Yeah. Maybe that's what it, you know, just, it's a way to keep them. I'm, assu- I'm assuming you can't just Alohomora your way out of there. But... Maybe, I don't know. Um, Because one of the things I was thinking about, this is kind of sad, but, like, when, like, older, when people get older and they have, like, Alzheimer's dementia and stuff like that, you do end up locking them in or locking them out of places because they tend to, like, confused tend to wander around. And so you'll get a lot Mm -hmm. of, like, um, like, you'll see some news reports sometimes about elderly people that get lost because they've gotten confused and they've left in the middle of the night or they've done whatever and then you have to go and find them. Um, so that was my initial thought was that Snape saying, oh, they've been confunded. So therefore that's why, but it's an interesting thing to think about that they get locked into the, um, hall or into the hospital wing, even without the time travel part. So, Mm -hmm. um, Harry, Ron and Hermione leave the hospital wing at noon the next day to find an almost deserted castle. The end of exams meant that everyone was taking full advantage of another Hogsmeade visit, um, but neither Ron nor Hermione felt like going. So they and Harry wandered onto the grounds talking about the extraordinary events of the previous night and wondering where Sirius and Buckbeat were. Sitting near the lake, um, Harry is reminiscing about the stag when... a very bleary-eyed Hagrid mopping his sweaty face uh, is, was beaming, comes up and starts beaming down at them. No, I shouldn't feel happy after what happened last night. I mean, black escaping again and everything. But guess what? What, they said, pretending to look curious. Beaky, he escaped. He's free. Been celebrating all night. He drunk. Still. Still drunk. Still drunk. He's, he was drinking so much. He's been celebrating so much that he's still drunk in the morning. Called carryover. Um. Good stuff. Man. That's wonderful, said Hermione, giving Ron a reproving look because he looked as though he was close to laughing. Yeah, can't have tied him up properly, said Hagrid. I was worried this morning, mind. Thought he might have met Professor Lupin on the grounds, but Lupin says he'd never ate anything last night. What, said Harry quickly, which was smart. Yeah. I mean, Hagrid wouldn't have noticed, but it was smart. But I also Um, think that that is like a weird, um, like, even if they didn't know, that he was a, like, well, no, if they didn't know that he was a werewolf, that would be the proper response, right? Like, what? Like, why, why would Lupin yeah, eating anything that would, have to do with anything? That's the response. But, because, you, and the reason is they don't think that anyone else knows. knows that's what, Other yeah. than, like, the professors, obviously. Yeah. And, like, the staff. So they know they're not supposed they to know. They don't think that Hagrid knows. But then also. No, they know that Hagrid knows. Oh, they do? 
all the staff, Hagrid's a professor, oh, like, they know. Yeah. So the they students know. aren't supposed to know. Yeah, I think, but I think, too, what is, it's still, like, even if he wasn't being quick, like, oh, let's cover this, we're not supposed to know that, I still think it's, like, a weird, um, sentence, so he would just automatically respond, like, what? Like, because well, no, there was I so much the going on last night with um, Lupin and Sirius as Padfoot that him, like, when would he have time to stop and eat a hippogriff? He left, like, really quickly. Oh. They, like, Sirius pushed him away from the kids and then he ran into the Forbidden Forest. Oh, I thought Sirius pushed him away from the kids and then they fought. They fought and then he ran into the ah, Forbidden Forest. I get it. Yeah, like, where else was he gonna go? Um, no, I know, I just didn't. Yeah, so that, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's weird, because he was out on the grounds and running around the Forbidden Forest, I, and I who, else just... knows, who knows where else they went, or he went. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, a, like here, what's really good, like, to note is that Hagrid doesn't dehumanize Lupin. I think it's, like, mm-hmm. important to point that out. Yeah, he doesn't say, um, like, the werewolf or anything. He says, mm-hmm. Lupin says he never ate anything. I think it's also one of the ways in which you start to be able to kind of tell who is or how certain people think because even Ron, and we've talked about this about Ron as a stand in for like people who don't know any better and people who are raised in a certain way. The minute he finds out Lupin is a werewolf, he doesn't call him professor. He's like, get away from me, you werewolf. So. But I think he gets, past that pretty like at this point he no longer has that thing and it's a similar thing to when he finds out that Hagrid's a half giant yes I think and I, no and I think that um obviously it, I don't think that it says anything about who Ron is and I think that it also to Ron's credit right as soon as he but his immediate reaction kind of betrays how he grew up thinking about these things right mm-hmm. and um we can talk about how Snape, even, even in the times when he's talking to or about Remus throughout the book earlier, there's this, like, wow, we've never seen, like, that kind of dislike or disrespect. Um, and so that, it's, it's kind of a, a, a way in which the language kind of betrays their values. Um, mm-hmm. And it shows up a, a lot uh, through the different characters, but... This, the, I mean, I, it's not the, but it, it's the first time that we hear Hagrid talking about Lupin in terms of his being a werewolf. Um, and it is, like you said, he doesn't dehumanize him. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that, and you can start, you'll start to see, and hopefully we'll, we'll keep like, pointing it out, but the ways in which your, how people describe or their immediate reactions to this. I think it's like their immediate reactions and then also the way that they carry on after that yeah. right so then there's like because there's like there's there's ron and even hermione who's like well i guess hermione's a little bit different because she only like when she found out he was a werewolf she was like but he's still a great teacher and all that kind of stuff until he thought until she thought that he was helping notorious mass murder serious black well, we and then she was really like oh. no i mean we can guess how werewolves are talked about in books because of how they're thought of, but like her first, or my assumption is that 
Hermione's first go ahead is to like read about the characteristics of werewolves from a book and see that doesn't apply to Lupin. So well, yeah, but that's you know, but what I'm but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there are like different ways of reacting to people. Like yes, was, mm-hmm. but I was thinking more just like in general, like different types of way that people like react to the other, um, yeah. especially if it's something where like where it's like one you can have your like immediate reaction where it's like biased um and then you can recognize that bias and then be like okay so i'm not gonna do that anymore and i'm not you know what i mean and then there's like people who have that immediate reaction and don't see anything wrong with that and are like and follow through fuck it you're i'm just gonna keep moving on with that like way of thinking um and i was saying hermione's a little bit different in that particular situation because she because she's not in the world, and I think it's the same thing with Harry if he had known earlier too, mm-hmm. because he's not like um, socialized in that society, it takes more for, you hear he's werewolf and he's like, okay, but he's been cool so far, so whatever. You know, it's like, yeah. a, they're just different ways of like, reacting um, to finding out about like... Really funny, so, sorry to bring like politics into this, but um, Governor Pence from Indiana kind of went on this diatribe um, proving he doesn't understand what implicit bias means about how the cop that shot Keith Lamont Scott was black, so obviously he couldn't have implicit bias, which is like, that's not what that means at all, mm-hmm. and that doesn't matter, right? But um, he kind of doubled down on that, like he kept being like, but he was a black cop, so stop. And, and then he also, also, kind of, also, kind of, also kind of said, using that kind of term, term or thought process of like stop talking about this because it doesn't apply here the more you talk about it the more you um reinforce this idea this like but in actuality um like you said everyone has bias everyone has implicit bias and actually the way to break it down is to talk about it more and recognize it so there are there are so many times that i've like like you said like caught myself you know holding my purse more, tensing up a little bit when a certain type of person walks by, depending on where I'm at or whatever, and I have to check myself. And I've checked myself numerous times because that's that's the bias kicking in and that's like the immediate reaction. But the more you talk about it and the more that you learn about it, the easier it is. It doesn't mean that that bias goes away and it doesn't mean that you don't have that immediate reaction to like tense up, but it does mean that you you stop and think, okay, is there an actual reason why I'm tensing up or is this just, like, a learned behavior from society? Um, Mm -hmm. And so having Hermione and Harry, who didn't grow up in that society, have a completely different reaction also reinforces the ways in which um, that socialization is not natural right so it's not natural yeah. to mm-hmm. um hear that someone is a part of a particular group or whatever and then automatically automatically assume like all of these things unless you've grown up in a culture in which that stuff is constantly being fed to you in ways that you don't recognize um so yeah. when we start to see the obvious um, propaganda that comes up later in these books, that is 
different because it's so blatant. You know, you you know what they're doing, and you don't have mm-hmm. to be an outsider to recognize what they're doing. Though, when we get to like Order of the Phoenix, we talk about like Seamus. Seamus's mom starts to read the Daily Prophet and starts to like internalize what she's reading, and that kind of then poisons Seamus against someone that he's actually been around forever. You know what I mean? So, right. Mm-hmm. And has been friends with. And it's like, no. Yeah. And so. Years. It's, it's yeah. interesting because it's, it's actually, it's not the blatant stuff that really takes hold. Like that stuff is only useful to the people that hold those beliefs. Right. So if you believe mm-hmm. that Harry Potter is a liar or that he's out for um, fame and glory, like Malfoy and Snape have always believed then when you get that propaganda from the Daily Prophet that reinforces that belief that you already have. But the people that know him are like, we know this is bogus, right? Mm-hmm. It's that it's what it it's that subtlety and that like um vagueness that starts to like creep into how people see and perceive each other. So anyway, back to so let's, sociology. Let's, go, let's move on from let's move from our from our like really insightful <laughs> conversation to more uh, all caps Robin. Yep. Um, yep. So, um, but Lupin says he never ate anything last night. What said Harry quickly? Blimey, haven't you heard? Said Hagrid. Um, Snape told all the Slytherins this morning. Thought everyone would know by now. Professor Lupin's a werewolf, see, and he was loose on the grounds last night. He's packing now, of course. So here's. He's packing. Wait. Can I not have my feelings? Okay, you want to start there? Oh, no, I was going to... There was a last part, but no, go right ahead. Because I have have feelings to permeate throughout. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. He could have... As do I. One, he should have gotten fired. Absolutely. This goes into who's Immediately. And, yeah. Immediately, he should have gotten fired. absolutely should have gotten fired. He should have gotten fired. He could have gotten Lupin hurt. Because this comes, this goes mm-hmm. into like the mob mentality of what's happening, and Lupin immediately fi- once he figures out like, oh, I've been outed or whatever, um, he resigns because he knows what's coming. But they're eighteen-year-old, basically seventeen, eighteen-year-old like students who have very like a they know magic at this point, like you know. They are almost done with their schooling. They're good. They're mm-hmm. good at magic. They're good witches and wizards now, and they have strong anti werewolf beliefs. So they could have taken it upon themselves, like, "Oh, we've had a werewolf here this whole time. Like, let's take care of it." Which, Remus being who he is, would probably not attack a student, even if he was under attack. But like, that's how mob mentality stuff gets started. So he could have gotten Remus hurt. To, like, he did that purely out of spite, which they say in a bit, but he completely disregards what Dumbledore had laid down in the, when he started, right? Like, it was, like... That, and then also, can we just, can we just acknowledge that those of you who are Snape apologists and whatever, like, it's never, ever, 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 ever okay in whatever situation to out anyone, period. There are reasons why people have chosen what they want to share with the public and what they don't want to share with the public. And it is, and, and, and Snape just straight up, like, like, out of agreement. And that, 
and out of out of spite for Sirius getting yeah, away. That and like exactly. Remus didn't do like, shit. Remus had nothing to do with it. Like we said, he was off in the Forbidden no. Forest. He Remus was trying to re- like we can go back. <laughs> <laughs> Remus was trying to reason with him. Snape was about to attack him first. Attacked him. Remus didn't never attack Snape. Mm-hmm. It was first of all that was Harry, Ron, and Hermione, right? Um, and Sirius. And he wasn't helping Sirius. And weren't serious? All these things, Remus was trying to reason with him and explain what was happening. And no, I don't want to listen because I have all my feelings and I'm just going to like blah and not take a moment of introspection. And then I'm going to out you because your friend yeah, We can even go a step further about how Remus had nothing to do with it. When Sirius actually escapes, Remus is a werewolf in the Forbidden Forest. He ain't got a puzzle mm-hmm. thumbs at this point. How is he going to do that? How is he going to help? He didn't have out? his mind, right? Because you know he, he didn't, didn't take his potion. He didn't take his potion? You know he didn't. You know that for a fact. So, when you left, Sirius was locked in the tower. And when you got back, he was gone. But that entire fucking time, Remus ain't had nothing to do with that. So. You know where he was. He should have been fired. Absolutely. And it's just like, not. Immediately. It's. it's there's oh, there's so many things wrong with it. So many things. It's just all it's, of the it's things. It's really bad. It's just it's bad. And you ruined this man's Fun. life because you were salty. That's privilege, bro. It's white privilege. Ugh, run amok. So just he's packing, said Harry um, alarmed. Leaving, isn't he? Resigned first thing this morning. Says he can't risk it happening again. Um, Harry scrambled to his feet. I'm going to see him. But if he's resigned, doesn't sound like there's anything we can do. I don't care. I still want to see him. I'll meet you back here. Um, Heart. Heart. I I also think that, like, it's really funny. We don't know who says it, Ron or Hermione. But, like, their first reactions are, like, well, we can't get him to, like, he made that choice, right? Like, we can't mm-hmm. fix this. Um, right. And uh, they do not have the same relationship with Remus that Harry does. But, like, mm-hmm. Harry's like, I don't give, I need to see him. I need to, he can't just leave yeah. and we don't talk or, you know, yeah. like, this is wrong. That's real. So... Harry gets to Lupin's office and his door was open. He had already packed most of his things. The Grindy Lowe's empty tank stood near his battered old suitcase, which was open and nearly full. He was bending over something on his desk and looked up only when Harry knocked on the door. I saw you coming, he said, pointing to the parchment, which was the Marauder's Map. Um, I just saw Hagrid, said Harry, and he said you'd resigned. It's not true, is it? I'm afraid it is, said Lupin. Why? The Ministry of Magic don't think you were helping Sirius, do they? No, Professor Dumbledore no. managed to convince Fudge that I was trying to save your lives. Which was true. It is he true. Was. That's why he ran down there yeah. in the first place. He saw he saw Sirius drag Ron under a and tree. And he saw Peter Pettigrew. And saw Peter Pettigrew. And he was like, what's going on Either here? Either way. He saw Hermione and yeah. Harry run after him. He was like, the fuck? I'm the only one who knows what's going on. I gotta and he go. even, even then he's and like, then he he's found like out. I don't even really know what's going on. Because how the fuck is Peter there? But if it's if it's right. Ron, Hermione, um, and Harry, and Sirius, it's not good. If it's Ron, Hermione, no. Harry, and Peter Pettigrew, it's not good. I got, no. Somebody got to go get it's them babies. confusing as all get out, but <laughs> it's, it's something's going down. Yeah. Something's happening. And I got to go get them babies. So, um, mm-hmm. 
he says, that was the final shot for Severus. I think the loss of the Order of Merlin hit him hard. And so he... Which is even pettier. Yeah. The Order of... Oh, I didn't get my Order of But also, though, the way he reacted in the face of the Minister of Magic, not only did he not get his Order of Merlin, but Fudge was like, he's unhinged. You should really think about whether or not you want to keep him around children. Yeah, which you should do, Dumbledore. It's since he's accidentally letting slip at morning she breakfast. Accidentally lets up the fact that he's a fucking death. As if there's another breakfast, but still, yeah, Check that your too. Arm, that's son. important. Was glass um, house? You're not leaving not. just because of that, said Harry. Um, which I love. He's like, just because you're a werewolf, you just don't leave. The fuck? That don't make no sense. Um, Luke and smiled Riley. I'm lactose intolerant. We all got things. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Everybody got problems. He's, he's probably thinking like, he's like, I'm related to the Dursleys. You can't get yeah. worse than that. Come on. Um, this time tomorrow, the owls will start arriving from parents. They will not want a werewolf teaching their children, Harry. And after last night, I see their point. I could have bitten any of you. That must never happen again. You know how again. that could never happen again? Um, take your potion. Take your potion. Snape can leave. And there's lots of precautions that yeah. can be made. But also like, just that right there. Like, I see their point. It, I could have bitten any. I could have bitten any of you. That must never, never happen again. It's like he just has a lot of guilt and like he's he's internalized um, shame. And this kind of goes mm-hmm. to um, again. This is like what's happening in modern day and like how these books are so applicable to real life. If you know about and yet, sorry, <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna say something so serious. Um, I know. Keep going. I just needed to slip that in there. I feel like every time we say that, we just need to and and shade. Yeah, but anyway, so if you know about the rapper Kid Cudi, um, he went to rehab, which I feel weird calling it rehab, but that's what we call it for depression and suicidal thoughts, and he wrote this. explanation kind of about it and there was so much shame in there like he said sorry so many times and he Mm -hmm. um talked about how he wasn't able to handle it and it was just it was very much you could as someone who has dealt with these things you could you could hear the internalized shame of it all and I have also been called out when I um spoke to my healthcare provider I feel whatever y'all this is weird I'm gonna hear this on iTunes and be like, I should have said this, but whatever. Team. <laughs> um, face space or whatever. But yeah, yeah. there are so many times that, like, I had, like, my doctor tell me, like, you will never do that because you were so worried about doing that. Does that make sense? Like, um, I was, mm-hmm. I, I have a very big fear of becoming a burden to other people and not taking care of myself and having others take care of me. Um, it's like a big crux of my anxiety that like at some point I won't be able to handle life and not only in that not being able to handle life section, like that's bad enough. Right. But then on the other side of that, like, you know, you need money to survive. So if I'm not able to handle Mm -hmm. life and I'm not able to work, then I am living off of the kindness of family or friends or whatever, and I'm very worried that that will happen to me and I will take advantage of people. Um, and so a lot of times, and I have to tell myself this 
all the time when I get like that kind of fear is that the fact that that is such a trigger of anxiety for me means that I'm going to fight 10 times harder than someone who doesn't even think like that to make sure that doesn't happen because I'm so scared of that mm-hmm. happening. Cause that, you know what I mean? It's like the clowns. Yeah. Like I told, like I told, um, my brother, I'm telling you, I'm telling everybody like mm-hmm. as soon as a clown is spotted in the Bay area proper, cause they just spotted one in San Jose. That's too close. That's too close. <laughs> but as soon as one of them motherfuckers get spotted in Oakland or San Francisco, I'm not leaving my house. Fuck you. I'm inside. We in here. I ain't going outside. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, I don't know what the point of that was, but it was, I don't know where the clowns came from. Well, but. you were talking, yeah, was, yeah, the clown. <laughs> I got it in my head there. Tangent. It's right. fine. Train of thought. <laughs> it, 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 it tied in somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you were just talking about, like, the shame of, like, Yeah, and so, yeah, so. Remus and, like. That, oh, so what I'm saying is, like, I'm very vigilant about that, right? So the same, like, with the clowns, right? Like, the moment I see them, I'm very vigilant. Like, I, that is a thing that I am not participating mm-hmm. in. So unlike Fenrir Greyback, who does not give two shits if he bites someone. No. Like, not even... No. In fact, he puts he himself, puts himself in, in those positions. The, in those positions. Right? And, like, this was an extreme situation on all accounts um, that put... Remus in that position to possibly bite Harry, Ron, or Hermione. But that was an extreme situation because Lupin go is so vigilant about not putting himself in that situation. And yet, he's not able to reconcile that. So he's like, it might happen again. Really? You mm-hmm. might find out that your friend who you thought was dead forever is alive and a rat and is with your other friend who should be an Azkaban and they're, like, ten feet away from you, and there's three students nearby, that'll happen again? I don't think so. I don't think... I hope not. I don't think that's going to be a regular occurrence. I mean, decided to stay who in knows Hogwarts. these books? I mean, we know, but you know. <laughs> True. Yeah, who knows in Hogwarts? That was though. a weird-ass night. It was such a yeah. weird night! Um, it was a weird-ass night. And that it's, what's really loss. funny is that, like, while they know... It's, like, it's really funny because it's, like... It's one of those things where, so, like, chain, oh, no, Sorcerer's Stone, nobody knew about the Sorcerer's Stone until, like, Harry went, Harry and them went to save it, and then it became a big story, and then, like, Chamber of Secrets, that was a big deal, and mm-hmm. so, like, the whole time. For this, like, nobody knows what really happened. They just know that Sirius Black was caught, and that Lupin is a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. But he was caught and escaped, and Lupin, they don't know, like... They don't know about Ron getting dragged into the tree. They don't know about, like... Pettigrew being alive the mentor. The like, There's so many, like, moving pieces, time travel. There's just all this shit that went down last night. Everybody else was asleep. And in actuality, only their Ron and Hermione and Harry know, and Dumbledore, I guess, know all of that. Because... Of, exactly. Remus doesn't even really know that they went back in time and helped, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, Sirius doesn't... Well, no, I think he might know that. I mean, I'm sure they he tell him. He knows that Sirius is gone. Yeah. Like, because he's gonna, or he's about to tell him. But at this moment, like, Remus... I can't like, remember. Yeah. You know, the people involved, is, you know, don't even... Not people even, got pieces. Yeah, exactly. they only know kind of pieces of all that. Snape nonsense. doesn't even know, and that's why you should keep his goddamn mouth shut. About other people's business. Shut the fuck up. Um, Just shut up. Just shut Um, up. You're the best defense against the dark arts teacher we've ever had, said Harry. Don't go. 
Um, Lupin shook his head and didn't speak. Um, then he said, from that, from what the headmaster told me this morning, you saved a lot of lives last night, Harry. If I'm proud of anything, it's how much you've learned. Tell me about your Patronus. How'd you know about that? Said Harry, distracted. What else could have driven the Dementors back? Um, so Harry told Lupin what happened. When he'd finished, Lupin was smiling again. Yes, your father was always a stag when he transformed. You guessed right. That's why we called him Prongs. Really quickly, what's funny, like, I noticed, um, the way that they, like, talk about the anime guy mm-hmm. in this one where they're like, he was always a stag. I was always a dog. I'm like, are there anime guys that can turn into multiple animals? Because that would be cool, but then also, I'm curious. Just the way that they phrase yeah. it. I think um, maybe there is, like, at a certain level, you could, but... That would be so lit. Then you'd have to be registered, like, multiple times or something. I don't know. You can turn into... I know, but then they still couldn't catch you. Yeah. They couldn't catch you, bro. So... That's awesome. I would want to yeah. do that. Um, You'd never see the me. The other thing, though, is... I'd be off the grid. I, last chapter, talked about um, James's Patronus being a stag, but that's clarified here... Um, we don't really know what James Patronus was. Harry's Patronus is a stag because of James is an guy. Like that's the no, but yeah, but James's Patronus is a stag. Yeah, we do know that, right? But how do we know that? Mm-hmm. Is that um, I'm not sure if it was explicitly said in the books, but it's definitely like canon. Um, all of them, and I I think I'm not totally sure if it's made explicit like i don't think it's but written I think, yes, but like mcgonagall's is, patronus is a is a tabby mm-hmm. cat um, Sirius's patronus is a dog Sirius's patronus is a dog a um and peter i don't know that he can conjure I a patronus not to say that he's like too weak or whatever but like patronus is a really mm-hmm. difficult and i don't know whether like that's a thing that he actually does but i'm sure it would be a rat yeah um if he could i'm not sure if that was like canon or not um yeah, so I'm pretty sure, like, they're all... And it would make... That would make sense. Yeah. Because the Patronus and, like, Animagus, it's very much about, like, your soul and, like, like your personality. So it would be weird if there were two different ones. But I wonder if there are people who have, like, a different Patronus from the Animagus. Like, Animagus, yeah. Yeah, because I... And that's something that we... I We don't have time right now, but, like, something I wonder is, do you get to choose what form you take once mm. you're going to become an Animagus... Or I doubt it. Yeah, but that would be interesting because it seems like because that would suck to do all that work and then you end up becoming like an aardvark or some shit. Or a salmon. I'm an animagus, but I have to get to I have to get to water. <laughs> I have to get to the water first. Or oh, that would be terrible. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Because oh like there are people with Patronus as a fish, <laughs> which is fine when you're like this blue spirit thing. You can swim in the air or whatever. But when you're an animagus, yeah. it's like. All right, but this is not useful. I live on land. Mm-hmm. So, I don't <laughs> want to be a salmon. I'm not laughing at y'all who Patronus is our fish. I'm just laughing at the Animagus people. Um, or the fish Animagus. That would just really suck. That it would really, really suck. suck. And that's why I'm saying, would... like, if you could just be like, nah, man, I'm focused on... Because I was, like... What's the, what's the salmon... Like the landborn equivalent a turtle. to salmon. Turtle actually being a turtle and a magar might be kind of lit. I think that would be so lit. But you're not very fast. But you could, yeah. be, you know, protect. But you could like you got protection. No, it's like way less like flashy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're just a turtle. You're just chilling. Just chilling. Nobody's yeah. The one thing. Tight. The, um, okay. 
um, that I wanted to think about, oh. sorry, is like, in terms of the anime guy part, is like, so Jane, mm-hmm. like, they're like, Peter's small, you know, so it makes sense for him to be a small animal. And James is tall, so it makes sense for him to be a tall animal. So, like... I don't think that was... Uh, this is just, maybe they don't I think it's say more than that, that, but, like, it's in my head. But, no, you know what I mean? Like, if you could okay. choose your animal, your anime guy, like, what you turn into, I would be like, I don't want to be a rat because it'd be very uncomfortable for all of these... I know it's magic, but, like, all this mass has to fit somehow. So mm-hmm. it makes more sense for me to be a bigger animal. So at least I'm comfortable. Imagine the stretching you'd have to do if you were six foot two... And then you turn into all the stretch a tiny marks. Rat. Not stretch marks. I wonder if anime guys have like extra stretch marks. Yeah, but I meant stretching, like but, like flexibility. Like oh flexible. yeah, I know. You're you right. Know what I mean? You're right. So, all right, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, Another thing to think about. Okay, um, so Lupin threw the last few books into his case, uh, closed the desk drawers, and turned to Harry. Here, I brought this from the Shrieking Shack last night. He handed Harry back the invisibility cloak. And he hesitated, then held out the Marauder's Map, too. I am no longer your teacher, so I don't feel guilty about giving you this back as well. It's no use to me, and I dare say you, Ron, and Hermione will find uses He's just for it. closing all the Shout loops. Shout out to Uncle Mooney. All the loops. He did. Mm-hmm. He did, but also I love that he's like, I'm not a teacher no yeah. more. I can be I can be Uncle Mooney Enjoy. again. I could be a Marauder. Right. <laughs> have um, You told me um, Mooney, Wormtail, Patpin, and Prongs would have wanted to lure me out of the school. You said they would have thought it was funny, and so we would have, said Lupin. I have no hesitation in saying that James would have been highly disappointed if his son had never found any of the secret passages out of the castle. <laughs> so I think in Lu- Lupin's mind, um, and, or as Uncle Mooney, Uncle Mooney's thinking, all right, there is no crazy mass murder out to kill you, so have fun, mm-hmm. dude. Like, you're just yeah. like... live it up. You're only facing all of the regular dangers of Hogwarts, which is a lot, but it's but not like, like so we all yeah, did it. Yeah, it, we cool. You don't have a we don't you have a were, you don't have a werewolf friend, so it's less than my <laughs> homie like my homies had. Yeah. Like you don't, but you yeah. also don't have a notorious um, mass murder after you, and so exactly. At least, at least not for another year or so. Oh um, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Dumbledore comes in, um, he didn't look surprised to see Harry there. Your carriage is at the gates, Remus, he said. Thank you, Headmaster. Um, so, Lupin picks up his suitcase and the empty Grindylo tank. Well, goodbye, Harry, he said, smiling. It has been a real pleasure teaching you. I feel sure we'll meet again sometime. Headmaster, there is no need to see me to the gates. I can manage. Harry had the impression that Lupin wanted to leave as quickly That's as possible. So sad. It's really sad. Goodbye then, Remus, said Dumbledore soberly. Lupin shifted the Grundilo take slightly so that he and Dumbledore could shake hands. Then with a final nod to Harry and a swift smile, Lupin left the office. He's so, like, eager. It's the last time we see him for another book. I know. Let's not think about it. Tears for Remus. We got, like, nine months until Remus Listen, again. Let's not think about it. We always have the good times. I'm sorry. Um, makes me there sad. aren't very many good times, but we have them. Uh, so, it's true. Remus though I think it's worth noting, is eager to leave because he knows it's only a matter of time. And he knows, like, he's got, he's about to do the walk of shame through the castle. Um, le- well, well no, I know, there, I know. I'm saying, good. luckily, most of people are in Hogsmeade. He doesn't want to, mm-hmm. like, he wants his 
few eyes on him as possible. Um, and he just wants to disappear. Like we still have weeks, a couple of weeks left in the in, until the end of school. So he's also like, mm, I don't think it's a couple weeks, but yeah, yes, but we have time. I mean, they still have some some time. Exams have ended, but they mm-hmm. have some more class work, right? So or, I don't know. I don't know how this. Works. I don't know either. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but he's like he's gone. Like he's like, oh, my secret's out. I'm out. So mm-hmm. another reason why Snape is a you know what I'm saying? I just... The worst. It didn't make any difference, said Harry bitterly. Pettigrew got away. Didn't make any difference. It made all the difference in the world, Harry. You helped uncover the truth. You saved an innocent man from a terrible fate. Um, I, this, uh, this, we're getting peak Dumbledore in this in these next couple of yeah, pages. Terrible. Some, uh, something stirred in Her- Harry's memory, greater and more terrible than ever before. Professor Trelawney's prediction, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. right? That, like, I mean, it makes hella sense, but it's, like, that prediction kind of kicked off this whole thing, but it it was so early on, and it was, like, very vague and, like, prophecy-y. Um, it, it kind of, it's not a though, word, it's but cool, it like, though it's, like, Dumbledore's about to say, it's true, but it's kind of, like, when um, her fake predictions, right, where Pansy or whoever is, like, she said someone will be leaving us and, you know, and that something oh, terrible yeah, will Lavender. happen. Lavender, yeah. Um, you only think about it after it comes true. Exactly, right? yeah. You said, yeah. It, you he would have completely forgotten if it was a phony. Like, they're not talking about mm-hmm. all the time she, um, like, saw death coming and, gr- and Grimm's or whatever, mm-hmm. but they are going to talk about, like, the two times that she got something right. Exactly. Um, Professor Dumbledore... Yesterday. That's the other thing. That only happened yesterday. That was a weird God ass night. God damn it. That they went through like, twice. Like that literally, the prediction happened Imagine yesterday. Imagine how y'all. exhausted Hermione is. Right? She been doing this shit all year. I'm exhausted. And no, it happened I'm yesterday. Tired, man. Yeah. That was a long ass night. <laughs> a long night. My goodness. So much went down. Um, When I was having my divination exam, Professor Trelawney went very, very strange. Indeed, said Dumbledore. Uh, stranger, stranger than usual, you mean? <laughs> it's, it's almost summertime. Dumbledore's like, I'm over it. Um, yes. Um, so then Harry explains what happened um, and asks, was she making a real prediction? Dumbledore looked mildly impressed. Do you know, Harry? I think she might have been. Bit might have been. Um, who'd have thought? That brings her total number, a total of real predictions up to two. I should offer her a pay no raise. No chill. Um, no chill. That. <laughs> I I love that part, but now I just want, like, it just occurred to me that there's some shade that should be thrown to Dumbledore in oh, this yeah, moment because this is a great moment. No, but he's. To explain to Harry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned, he, like, and, like, in Order of the Phoenix, when he goes through the whole, like, this year, this happened, and this year, and this happened, or whatever, like, this was, like, the perfect, this is the time where he should have said yeah. something. Because, one, it's it, there's a like direct connection between Trelawney, um, and it's two predictions and two real predictions. The first one is about Harry. So one. you mention it, you might as well just keep on going. And like Harry's not going to ask because there's so much like he's had a long else night that just happened. <laughs> he had a long ass night. And I mean, I guess also in that moment, maybe you don't because he's had a long ass night. But I think that in this moment, he can handle it, especially because the two predictions are kind of like. Um, connected, yeah. um, 
And so, yeah, I definitely think that, like, like while the last two books, when, like, there are moments where he could have, I don't think he should have. But this moment, I do think, is, like, definitely a moment where Dumbledore could have explained and also if, what the fuck is going on. Just divorcing the fact that he's talking to Harry, he just basically admitted to a student that he knows he's hiring a fraud. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows that she's a fraud. So... Like you said, like, I feel like Harry doesn't have follow-up questions because it has been a long night and so much stuff is going on and it's just, like, now now is not the time or his brain can't... If Hermione had been there, yeah, she like, would have been oh, like, so Dumbledore. Time so why, why is she yeah. here? So I think... <laughs> I don't get yeah, it. Exactly. And I think that um, had Harry been able to kind of unpack all of the things that had happened and compartmentalize and be like, wait, 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 one second. So you mean to tell me... That you know she's a fake. <laughs> All that time she's been scaring me about the damn grin. Right. So telling me I'm going to die. I mean, and and so this goes two ways. It's like the pro. Um, I mean, I guess this is not a pro. So it's two cons. It's like one, you're bad mouthing a, t- a teacher in front of a student, which I think is I've always, it's always rubbed me the wrong way. Like you're bad. Like when fear or when Snape did it about Lupin. Um, even when Mm -hmm. McGonagall does it about Trelawney as well, it's like you kind of lessen the authority of a teacher when you, well, she tries at least. (laughs) Does she? Yeah. She's just, I think she does the, um, I'm not gonna, cause she, she I can't say nothing nice. So I'm just not gonna say anything. She actually says, she says, sorry, I love going back in these books. Um, uh, Talons and Tea Leaves. It's earlier. She says, I'm not one to speak ill about yeah, my fellow teacher, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> she said, um, yeah, she was like, uh, if it were not for the fact that I never speak ill of my colleagues, and then she breaks off before she goes off. <laughs> She's like, okay, <laughs> alright, Minerva. Stop there. Introspection. <laughs> Minerva showcasing what everyone else needs to learn, which is yes. knowing when Minerva to... and Remus, that's why they're the best yes. professors. Um, um, yeah, so... I mean, Sprout and uh, and Floatwick are cool, but that's just because they never get into that space where they need to do that. They <laughs> just mind their own business. I'm going home. I'm good. Everybody yeah. else doing all this extra yeah. stuff. For what? How could... How could Dumbledore take this so calmly, Harry thought. But I stopped Sirius and Professor Lupin from killing Pettigrew. That makes it my fault if Voldemort comes back. This is another thing is, like, what you're talking about with, like, why he should have... This was a good moment to explain all of it. Um, he start, He does explain why it's not his fault. But, like, this was always destined to happen. Like, whether right. or not Pettigrew helped... Voldemort come back like he was going to come mm-hmm. back and this is like it's it's kind of like in dark matter this is I just uh, there should be a better analogy than something that half of the people probably haven't watched but they talk about <laughs> how like it's most like seeing the future isn't really seeing the future so much as it's like seeing predictions and based on all available knowledge like this is probably the probabilities of what's going to happen but there are moments mm-hmm. where, um, like, what does he say, the brother? He says, like, there are moments where the future is more flexible than other moments. Doctor Who. 
fixed point in time. Yes. Times that are in flux. Yeah, but like so. Time can be rewritten. But this not is all kind time. of a uh, in flux moment, but it's kind of fixed that Voldemort will come back. So. Mm-hmm. It it just could have been a good time for Dumbledore to be like, if not this, something else. So stay on your, you know, at least now you're prepared. Yeah. You have, you know, he's coming. Right? Like, yeah. you got a heads up. But you're not fully prepared because you don't know about the second prophecy that Trelawney gave. But it's fine because Dumbledore is going to drop some little vague peak Dumbledore, Dumbledore knowledge right now. <laughs> Anyways, peak Dumbledore. Um, it does not, he said. Hasn't your experience with the time turner taught you anything, Harry? Um, the consequences of our actions are always so complicated, so diverse, that predicting the future is a very difficult business indeed. Professor Trelawney, bless her, is living proof of bless that. Her heart. You did a very noble thing in saving Pettigrew's life. Um, I love that. The consequences of our actions mm-hmm. are always so complicated, so diverse, that predicting the future is a very difficult business indeed. I love this part. Pettigrew owes his life to you. You have sent Voldemort a Deputy who is in your debt. When one wizard saves another wizard's life, it creates a certain bond between them. And I'm much mistaken if Voldemort wants his servant in the debt of Harry Potter. Yep, that's when then he's gonna get them hands. Right? <laughs> he's gonna to get Connie. that hand, not these, just one. Um, <laughs> just one hand. I don't um, want to bond with Pettigrew, said Harry. He betrayed my parents. This isn't all caps, Harry, but this is exclamation point, Harry, so. But it's also, like, it's a, it, that's the thing is, like, Dumbledore is having, like, a very, like, it's a really, like, because it's, like, this is, like, magic that you're not taught in school, mm-hmm. so it's, like, a very, like, deep and, like, kind of higher conception of, like, magic, and Harry is 13, and he's, like, a bond? The fuck? <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, no, Harry, like, you actually, like, he said, this magic is, this is magic at its deepest, its most impenetrable, Harry. Um, so it's like, you can't do anything this about it. This is also what I think this. of when people ask me if I actually believe in magic and I say yes, like mm-hmm. this is the, this is the kind of stuff that I think about, like the sacrifice that's, of that's love what I was gonna say. that Lily gives, you know, giving up her life for his, mm-hmm. that love bond, um, this kind of, if you, you save someone's life and you, you have a bond between you that surpasses other things. Like I believe in mm-hmm. that. That's a magical it's ass shit. It's a magical shit. ass shit. Yeah. Like, if you've gone through some shit with someone, no matter how it ends up or what side of it you end up on, like, you have always gone through some shit with that person. And so you are always, even if you cut them off and don't speak to them for 20 or 30 years, like, when you see each other, like, you can't pretend like they don't exist. You can't pretend like you don't mm-hmm. know them. Because y'all been, y'all been through some shit. shit. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing that I really, like, appreciate about these books, too, is that we get, like, the, oh, it's the whimsical, and it's, like, fun, magic, mm-hmm. whatever, and, then and even, like, the dangerous stuff, or... but, like, at the heart of it, mm-hmm. at the heart of it are, like, all of these, like, universal values, um, and, like, it, it like, it kind of, like, ground, it's, like, what helps ground the, the, um, story in reality, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, in terms of, like, like, if, if that's the case, um, and if love is the most strongest form of magic, all those things, that means that we're all magical in some, like, in some way. Yeah. You know? Like, we all, like, have our own bit of magic and, like, share magic with each other. Um, even if we don't have, like, all the stuff where we can, like, unlock doors and, like, Accio remote control and oh, that kind God. of thing. It's like, a re- it's like a deeper, it's like a deeper level of, of magic, which I, like, appreciate. 
Yeah, so I think, too, this is, um, sorry, just, like, kind of building off of what you just said, like, that is why the blood magic works with the Dursleys, who are the least magical people in the Mm -hmm. world, right? But they have that magic. Like, that bond works with them. So if, like, the Dursleys can have some magic, then we all, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, if Dudley and Vernon are capable of some uh, capacity for magic, then we all witches and wizards. Mm-hmm. And that is a good... Every single one of us. Every single one of us. And that's a great... It's a, it's a wonderful lesson. It's a wonderful lesson, but it also, like... Like you said, like, grounded, grounded in reality. These books teach you to kind of honor your relationships with people no matter what, right? Because even when we think about, like, spoiler-heavy podcasts, whatever, like, Harry and Malfoy, there are ways in which Malfoy, especially during Half-Blood Prince, could have gotten over on Harry a few times and like mm-hmm. he, and in small ways he does. Um, and even the same thing with, um, the deathly hollows, like in small ways he does take it. He takes those easy victories and things, but when like it's life or death or when it's like, do am I even, am I sure I want to take it to this level? Malfoy holds back, which is something that on the flip side. And you know Malfoy how much has introspection as like terrible as he is. Right. And I'm about to, I'm about to blow your mind. Older, Cause I'm about to bring up something that really takes... hurts my heart. Sirius didn't have that. So he was like, Hey Snape, you know what I mean? Yeah. And look how that comes back at him. It's true. You know what I mean? And like, it really hurts my heart to say it. <laughs> at least we won't have to talk about the Marauders for a bit. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> But um, we get some time to like heal from that. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like all of these actions that are, and what I think Dumbledore is saying is like, okay, in the in the short term, in that small space, yeah, you've given Voldemort his deputy back. One pedigree, nobody's deputy. He's (laughs) not even. You know what I mean? Like he's like. He's like a crab and goyle. He's not like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just around. He's not Bellatrix exactly. the Stranger. So. Even Lucius Malfoy. For sure. Um, but, like, so in these small ways, sure, Voldemort gets, like, this easy win or he gets this one-up now. But in the s- scope, in the larger scope and scheme of things, like, that's going to come back, like, and help you. Also, because the time may come when you will be when you will be very glad that you saved Pettigrew's life. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, indeed. indeed. But also, when we think about like what Harry said, like, oh, I just had a Hamilton moment. <laughs> but you don't want this young man's blood on your conscience. Promise me. Be strong. Right. Take my guns. Anyway. Harry even has that too, right? He's like, my dad doesn't want you guys to become murderers. And that mm-hmm. even helps in the long run. You know what I mean? Like, that builds another bond between all of them. Mm-hmm. So, these books, man. Yeah. I knew your father very well, both at Hogwarts and later, Harry. Um, he would have saved Pettigrew too, I'm sure of it. Like he saved um, again, dumbass Again, you Nate. wouldn't know that because he did. True. But anyway. we do know that because he saved Snape. You know what I mean? Like, but Snape didn't kill him, though. True. I feel like there's levels. There is levels to this <laughs> shit. That's true. <laughs> Just, 
Snape didn't kill him. He, I mean, somehow granted, Snape is still worse than He's still partially me. responsible, though. But at the moment when, in the moment when James saved Snape, Snape hadn't killed no. him. So, no. You say all of that, and I'm like, I'd still choose Pettigrew on my team in like pickup ball. I'd still choose him over Snape. Same. He went in hiding. Snape just decided to go and like terrorize some kids. So, Ugh. get your life together. Choices. Everybody got choices. <laughs> Everybody got choices. <laughs> uh, okay. Last night, I thought it was my dad who'd conjured my Patronus. I mean, when I saw myself across the lake, I thought I was seeing him. An easy mistake to make, said Dumbledore softly. I expect you'll tire of hearing it, but you do look extraordinarily like James. Except for the eyes. You have your mother's eyes. We were kind of talking about how you look like everyone in your family on Twitter. The I do. So. Y'all, it's real. Maybe if I can find pictures with, like, everyone. I have a little I'll thing of them. everyone, but, of all four of you. Like, you made a little... Yeah, but even, like, my mom and oh, then, like, yeah. my brother. But it's like, dad. But I mean, like, separately. Because that's the thing. is like, I'm the person who ties my whole family together, especially my siblings. Because my older, younger brother and sister, they don't really look alike. But then when I'm there, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I look like everyone in my family, and they don't all look like each connect. other. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. And my um, brother is literally a clone of my father. Like, there have been times when people who haven't seen my dad in a really long time will, like, do a double take, which is actually saying a lot about my brother because, like, you look so bad that people think that you a 50-plus-year-old man. Get your life together. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. Do something. <laughs> Get on a treadmill. Join a gym. I don't know. People think I look like my mom. I don't look however old she is. No, I know, but I'm just... Let me shave my brother. I've been mistaken for my mom by my brother. Like... <laughs> but that's... Your mom is otherworldly in her beauty. Okay. Sorry. It's true, though. I have a thing for my... It's fine. It's a glimpse into my future. Yeah. That's one thing that I know yeah. will be happening. I mean, my dad looks good, but he's still... All, our actions our actions may be complicated and diverse, <laughs> not whatever, predict the future, may be difficult or whatever, but my genes... They forever. ...are pretty set, set in stone. They legit. I was watching... My Nova. grandparents are in their, like, seven, like late 70s. They you wouldn't look know 50. it. They look 50. I'm, I'm, I'm winning. Yeah. my And so, like, my parents, too. Like, so my dad... He looks good. He's a good-looking dude for his age. Yeah, he doesn't look but like he's in his he's gray. Well, yeah. If he's shaved, he wouldn't look like yeah. he's in his 50s. Yeah. But anyway, so my brother, I'm sure, has the Harry Potter, but he don't have my mom's eyes. My brother is literally a clone. I give, <laughs> like, even when they sit on the couch, they do, like, when, they, when they're hanging out together, they do, like, similar movements at the same time, and they're not even looking at each other. It's <laughs> weird. It's gross. I don't understand it. <laughs> it's a thing. They sigh the same. Like how? Ill? Like? <laughs> anyway, I think that it's like one thing to hear you look like your parents when they're you know you get to go home and they're next to you and you right. know what I mean mm-hmm. and like I don't look like either one of my parents. <laughs> I mean I don't know I kind of no. I look like my aunt. To be let's be honest, I look like my aunt, but it's a completely different thing. Not not my mother, our, um, our, our other aunt. aunt. Our parents have a lot of yeah. siblings. We gotta be family, y'all. I just I just don't want anybody to find a picture of my mom and put it next to Robin and be like anybody being someone who I usually stand by, but I just could see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
anybody being someone who knows exactly who anybody is right now. Um, our other aunt, yes, Aunt T. I don't know. Um, so, um, but yeah. So anyway, my train of thought. So I think it's one thing to be told that you look like your parents and like get that all the time when you're with them, right? Or like you see your parents' friend. And they're just like, holy crap. But you have them with you. And I can't imagine what it's like to be told constantly, like, you look ex- you look so much like your father. But you don't have that no mirror way. to, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, does it mean the same to you? Does it, what does it make you feel? Do you feel anything about that? Like, I don't know him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I think it's weird because I think that Harry, on the one hand, when he first hears it, I think that that like, means something. I think eventually people just keep saying it. And he's like, yeah, I know y'all like chill out. I think until like I think also seeing him in Order of the Phoenix when they're in when they're when he sees him at the age. same age that he is, I think that's the trippiest thing because like for example, like my mom and I look alike um, and like we look like sisters at this point. But if you see a picture of my mom at my age, oh god, that's when it gets trippy. That's when you're like, wait a second. Or the fact that... <laughs> so time travel Or the happened. fact that you it's could not... show someone a picture of Bayana as a baby and be like, who's that? And they'll be like, Aminata. Mm-hmm. And you're like... Ami has literally seen pictures of me. And like, that's me! I have a picture of myself at three years old. <laughs> and Ami saw the picture and was, and I was like, who is that? And she said, that's me. And I was like, no, that's me. And she was like, it could be both of us. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not how that works. It could be both of you, though. But cool yeah like it could be like theoretically but like actually she meant yeah. like we can we could it was like oh, right. we can share yeah. like no that's, sh- that's not how but it and the same but the um, same goes with like if you see a picture of like your mom as a baby and a picture of you uh, you know what i mean like whatever yeah. you're just weird you have a weird face i don't know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i think that like um, it is both sweet and incredibly emotionally taxing, I think, to have that thrown in your face. You know what I mean? Like, and Dumbledore definitely is doing, is meaning this in a positive, like, reassuring way. And I think this might be the first time we've heard it. No, because I think... I'm not 100% sure. No, because I... But I think... I think even Uncle Mooney tells him this earlier. No, I think he just says that he looks like him, but not, like, the mother. I don't think it was this whole phrase. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% sure, um, and we should probably keep yeah. going, so. But, yeah, I'm, I, I think this might be the first time that that's, like, that the full thing has been said. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It was stupid um, thinking. It was stupid oh. thinking it was him, uh, Harry muttered. I mean, I knew he was dead. You think the dead we loved ever truly leave us? You think that we don't recall them more clearly than ever in times of great trouble? Your father is alive in you, Harry, and shows himself more more plainly when you have need of him. How how else could you produce that particular Patronus? Prongs wrote again last Pete night. Dumbledore. But I Yo. I think that that's really like an amazing lesson, and again, like steeped in reality. Um, we we've talked about the ways in which like these things show up, but that translated into the real world is very true. Like in your greatest times of trouble, who you are and what you, how you've been raised and the things that you 
the people who have had a large influence on you, they really show up. Like, you'll, mm-hmm. if you've ever, like, been mad or whatever, and then you're like, oh, what, mama? Like, where did that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, like, <laughs> end up channeling someone who, like, mm-hmm. has been very, like, formative to you. But there are also, like, like I said, on the flip side, like, there have been times that I've done something or I made a face or something, and my family have been like, whoa, you look like this person, or that was totally something that this person would say, who I'd never even met, but they were, like, mm-hmm. they're a, an ancestor, a, a family member, you know what I mean? So, like, there are a lot of times that I've been told Witchcraft. that I I favor my great-grandmother, but I never met her. I've seen her in pictures, mm-hmm. but... And most of the time, it's not how I look, particularly. It's, like... It's, like, the, the expression. expression or and something I've said or yeah. something I've done. So... I think that's, it's, it's very powerful to think, like, you carry your history and your ancestors and those people with you at all times. Um, and so in both ways, like, they come, they show themselves in you when you need them the most, but also, like, you need to honor that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Ashe. Ashe. <laughs> um, last night, Sirius told me all about how they became anime guys, said Dumbledore, smiling. An extraordinary achievement, not least keeping it for me. And then I remembered the most unusual form your Patronus took when it charged Mr. Malfoy down at your Quidditch match against Ravenclaw. So you did see your father last night, Harry. You found him inside yourself. Um, And Dumbledore dropped the mic. So did. (laughs) Leaving Harry to his very confused thoughts. He was like, I'm yep. out. Take all that. He was probably like, I outdid myself. I should just leave leave. there and quit while I'm ahead. I'm not going to top that. I'm going to go. Nope. (laughs) Dumbledore out. Nobody at Hogwarts knew the truth of what happened the night Sirius, Buckbeak, and Pettigrew had vanished except for Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Professor Dumbledore. Um, As the end of the term approached, Harry heard many different theories about what really happened, but none of them came close to the truth. Malfoy was furious about Buckbeak. He was convinced that Hagrid had found a way of smuggling the Hippogriff to safety. Um, Percy, meanwhile, had much to say on the subject of Sirius's escape. If I manage to get into the ministry, I'll have a lot, a lot of proposals to make about the magical law enforcement. Um, he told the only person who would listen, his girlfriend Penelope. So, I was like, he's not wrong. Like, there's lots of reform that needs to happen with the magical law enforcement. What's unfortunate is that when we do see that Percy ends up just kind of, like, assimilating into that yeah. culture as opposed to actually making changes. Mm-hmm. Um, he falls in with the status but quo. Sentiment, but the sentiment there is not false. Also, though, it's funny that he makes that assumption that still thinking the worst about Sirius and not about the magical law. Like, he's thinking about them as being right. incompetent rather instead of them actually being... I mean, and they are incompetent. I mean, they're but they're, incom- it is incompetence, but it's just, like, in a different way. Yeah. I mean, but I also think they're incompetent, but they're also... It, there's a little sin- sinister to, mm-hmm. like, lock someone... I mean, we, we'll, as we continue to see with how they um, dealt with Death Eaters and things after the first Wizarding War. It's a little sinister. They know what they're doing. Yeah. But what I was going to say that has nothing of substance, though, is Percy and Penelope have been rocking together for a a minute now. They're a whole two books now. So, Mm -hmm. do we know about their future? They get married? They get hitched? Do they? No, they don't. He gets married to someone named... I hate you. It's Something. okay. I Let's move remember. on. <laughs> the fact that you know that he no, because he has two. I, I was gonna say Lucy. No, no, that's his kid. Um, starts with an A. 
um, Angelica, Audrey, Adrian, something. Okay, it's fine. Um, so yeah, so the weather was perfect. So the atmosphere was so cheerful. And Harry knew Harry never had never approached the end of a school year in worse spirits. Um, he certainly wasn't the only one who was sorry to see Professor Lupin go. Wonder what they'll give us next year, said Seamus. Maybe a vampire, suggested Dean. Oh, Dean. I also though, love the idea though that they Dean at least is again. This just goes back to like not being raised in the world, but it's like mm-hmm. yo. But the dark creatures know the most about dark creatures. We learned a lot. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, he's like, y'all need to get a vampire up in here. We all learned that shit. Especially after coming off of, like, Lockhart and then Remus. And it's like, oh, there's something to this. Like, like, hmm. They know what's up. <laughs> like he, yeah, he's not saying exactly. it jokingly. And everybody else is like, nah, nah, nah we don't want that. He's like, no, but really, like, think about it, though. Who knows more about the dark <laughs> arts than those that have to live with, you know what I mean? Like, right. we all know Remus was a cool huh? vampire. Eh? Or vampire. No. Cool werewolf. <laughs> Exactly. That's so funny. Yeah. I just... It was. It wasn't only Lupin's departure that was weighing on Harry's mind. He couldn't help thinking a lot about Professor Trelawney's prediction. He kept wondering where Pettigrew was now, whether he'd sought sanctuary with Voldemort yet. But the thing that lowered Harry's spirits most of all... I can't do Most this. of all, not Professor Lupin's escape, or not Professor Lupin's uh, sacking, and not Pettigrew finding Voldemort. Yeah. The thing that lowered his spirits most of all was the prospect of returning to the Dursleys. Uh, we haven't had a lot of Dursley hate. An indictment in, on the Dursleys in a while because they haven't really been around. But the fact that he would rather s- his favorite teacher having to leave because he got outed, and then his godfather the person, on the run, his godfather on the run, and not acquitted. The person who actually killed his parents on the run, but free, possibly on the run, possibly like on his way to the person <laughs> who's going to kill Harry or try to try to kill Harry. And like in the future, all that uncertainty pales in comparison, pales to him having to spend another summer at the Dursleys. Y'all, they just they need to take a moment, introspection, and think about how they got here, introspection, and then do some work and like re reevaluate and readjust. I've done my work because I'll teach you how to do your work. That's (laughs) yeah. So they may possibly need a Yama. I would be willing to put a Yama on yeah. the Dursleys as long as Harry didn't have So to here go it. the tears. For maybe half an hour, a glorious half an hour, he had believed he would be living with Sirius from now on, his parents' best friend. It would have been the next best thing to having his own father back. And this is where I bench Connie. <sighs> this is where I bench Connie. Connie felt the need. Just no one asked her mind no one even no one requested it to let us know that when Sirius was made Harry's godfather unlike when you everyone else gets their own their godfathers and godmothers picked and they're like oh this is ceremonial I ain't going nowhere I got the whole like my whole life ahead of me like we doing this and it's a moment of joy the Potters knew that they were being hunted. They were in the middle of a war. And they knew the possibility that they wouldn't survive it. And I, and I can't. It's too much. I don't like this. Yeah. No one asked you, Connie. Um, so let's go to fun things. The, or 
relatively mm-hmm. fun. The exam results came on the last day of term. Harry, Ron, and Hermione had passed every subject. Harry was amazed that he had got through potions. He had a shrewd suspicion that Dumbledore might have stepped in to stop Snape failing him on purpose. What he should have done, that's that's cool. But really just fire him and then you don't have to worry about that. Snape's behavior toward Harry over the past week had been quite alarming. Alar- like, Which is even Harry is like, bruh, <laughs> you gotta chill. Like, can we go back to that old way of doing the old, you know, remember mm-hmm. back in the good old days when you just tortured and abused me? Can we go back to that? Harry wouldn't have thought it possible that Snape's dislike for him could increase, but it certainly had. How is this even allowed? Like, you gotta go. He, his mouth twitched unpleasantly every time he looked at Harry. He was constantly flexing his fingers as though itching to place him around Harry's throat. You put these, this person around children. Yeah. Um, Dumbledore also needs some interest. Everybody just needs to take a moment and sit down. Just pause the plot. Just sit down. Everybody's on timeout. Think about your think about your lives. Yeah, please. So um, Percy got uh, top grade newts, and um, Fred and George had scraped a handful of owls each. Gryffindor House, uh, thanks to their spectacular performance in the Quidditch Cup, won the house championship for the third year running, um, which meant that the end of the term feast took place amid decorations of scarlet and gold, and everyone at Gryffindor table. Um, they were loud and yeah. didn't have no goddamn chill. Harry even managed um, to forget the journey back to the Dursleys the next day as he ate, drank, talked, and laughed with the rest. Um, as the Hogwarts Express pulled out of the station the next morning, Hermione gave Harry and Ron some surprising news. I went to see Professor McGonagall this morning just before breakfast. I've decided to drop muggle st- studies. But you passed your exam with 320%, said Ron. impossible, though. <laughs> that just means she did extra, extra Math. credit. Um, she was just, just, she was doing so much. I don't, I'm not um, that good at math, really, but I know that 100% is the most. She's got lots, she did, she must have did some extra. Um, it's possible, it's just like, you're doing a lot. I know, sighed Hermione, but I can't stand another year like this one. That time turner, it was driving me mad. I've handed it in. Without muggle studies and divination, I'll be able to have a normal schedule again. I still can't believe you wouldn't tell us about it, said Ron. We're supposed to be your friends. Can we just... I just noticed that he says this, but can we just acknowledge the fact that you haven't really been a good friend to her this whole year, Ron? I feel like you should just keep your mouth shut. Introspection. Just think about your life. Ron has... Think about how you got Ron, here. That's that's the motto of this episode. Ron is because not particularly a great friend to anyone at any particular time. And if you, if you want to pick out specifics, but... It's I'm the just spirit saying, I'm just saying of this Ron. particular book. It's the spirit of his friendship and loyalty. <laughs> it's like it's his it's what he means. If you want to pick out where most of the discord and stuff in their friendship comes from, where it stems from, yeah. He got younger sibling syndrome like, whoa. It's kind of ridiculous. But the spirit he's a lot, he's high maintenance. But you get your money's worth in the He's end. He's a good friend in a lot of yeah. ways. I just feel like him saying that in this moment didn't make sense. In relation to how he's been acting in this particular book. <laughs> I feel like he should just he let should that chill. go. Introspection. I promised I wouldn't tell anyone, said Hermione severely. Um, she looked around at Harry, who was watching Hogwarts disappear um, from view two whole months before he'd see it again. Oh, cheer up, Harry. 
I'm okay. Just thinking about the holidays. Yeah, I've been thinking about them too, <laughs> said Ron. Harry, you've got to come stay with us. I'll fix it up with mom and dad and I'll call you. I know how to use a felitone now. A telephone, Ron. Honestly, you should take muggle studies. Ron ignored her. It's the Quidditch World Cup this summer. Aha! 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 How about it, Harry? Come and stay. We'll go and see it. Dad can usually get tickets from work. Yeah, I bet the Dursleys would be pleased to let me come, especially after what I did to Aunt Marge. It's the first Marge thing we got since way, way, way earlier. Yeah. Since, um, um, feeling considerably more cheerful, Harry jo- joined Ron and Hermione in several games of exploding, exploding snap. And when the witch with the tea cart arrived, he bought himself a very large lunch, though nothing with chocolate in it. Can't relate. I, I, I underline that just for you. Um, I can't relate. Harry, what's that thing outside your window? Said Hermione, peering um, over his shoulder. Harry turned to look outside. He stood up to get a better look and saw a tiny owl carrying a letter that was much too big for it. Pig! Pig! I read that too. Um, Harry quickly pulled down the window, stretched out his arm, and caught it. It felt like a very fluffy snitch. Aw. Aw, pig. Um, Harry picked up the letter. It was addressed to him. He ripped open the letter and shouted, It's from Sirius! Also, though, wait, I want to go back because I skipped something that doesn't seem important, but it's kind of funny. Hedwig clicked her beak with the sight, with a sort of dignified disapproval at how Pig was, ha- like, I handling this. it. Crookshank sat up in his seat, following the owl with his great yellow eyes. Ron, noticing, snatched the owl safely out of harm's way. So, he's forgiven, but he has not forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, no, which is which is valid. Yeah. It's a good way to go about it. I love how Hedwig is like, this is not how owls are supposed to act. Have some chill, <laughs> young one. Hedwig is like, no. Hedwig's like, I ain't talked to that motherfucker for six months. Yeah, he, you over here excited and shit. Chill out. A letter. Because you got a job. Mm, calm down. Boy, I went off to Egypt unannounced. Didn't tell mm-hmm. nobody. Was just like, oh, I better go do this. Flew from little winging to little winging to Egypt and, and back. back carrying a package. Mm-hmm. Dropped it off and an owl and an owl. Carrying a package and an owl and that owl's package. Dropped mm-hmm. it off and was chill as fuck. You know why? Because I'm an adult. A professional. This is what I do. Over here getting all excited. And you over here looking brand new. No. Ugh. Have some dignity. Um, okay. It's from Sirius. <laughs> what? <laughs> Read it out loud. Um, Dear Harry, I hope this finds you before you reach your aunt and uncle. I don't know whether they're used to owl post. Buckbeak and I are in hiding. I won't tell you where in case this falls into the wrong hands. I have some doubt about the owl's reliability, but he is the best I can find, and he did seem eager for the job. Time out. I believe- out. Uh-huh. Because you yep. went too fast. Sorry. Dear sir, I hope this letter finds you in good health and in a prosperous Bye. enough position. Um, I believe that the mentors are still searching for me, but they haven't a hope of finding me here. I am planning to allow some muggles to glimpse me soon, a long way from Hogwarts, so that the security on the castle will be lifted. There is something I never got to tell you during our brief meeting. It was I who sent you the fireball. Ha! Ha! Said Hermione. <laughs> See? I told you it was from him. You don't even know. Yeah, but he hadn't mean. jinxed it, had he? Said Ron. Ouch! The tiny owl was hooting happily in his hand, had nibbled one of his fingers in what he seemed, what it seemed to think was an affectionate way. Have some chill, <laughs> fam. Cr- Crookshanks took the order to the owl office for me. I used your name, but told them to take the gold from Gringotts Vault number 711, my own. 
So he just opened himself up to fraud, which, you know. But I think he was also like, yo, Harry, go ham. You need something? But if it had fallen to the wrong hands, I cleaned out Sirius Black's bank account. I'm I'm a wizarding hero, and I got all this black money. True. Um... <laughs> um, please consider it as 13 birthdays worth of presents from your godfather. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also like to apologize for the fright I think I gave you that night last year when you left your uncle's house. I had only hoped to get a glimpse of you before starting my journey north, but I think the sight of me alarmed you. I'm enclosing something else for you, which I think will make your next year at Hogwarts more enjoyable. Enjoyable. If you ever need me, send word. Your owl will find me. I need to know how owl magic works. Um, I'll write again soon. Serious. This isn't owl magic. It's Hedwig. And Hedwig is listening to this and looks over at Pig and is like, see? I'm a professional. It's <laughs> how you get the job done. They just know um, me. My Harry name. looked eagerly inside the envelope. Um, there was another piece of parchment in there. Um, it reads, I, Sirius Black, Harry Potter's godfather, hereby give him permission to visit Hogsmeade on weekends. That'll be good enough for Dumbledore. That's all he cares about. Which is hilarious because no other headmaster would say that. You mean Notorious Mass Murder Series Black? You mean to tell me that I'm supposed to just believe. He's on the run and he's over here talking about you have permission to go to Hogsmeade? Nah, Nah, fam. fam. No. This is invalid. But Dumbledore's like, seems legit. (laughs) Um, Valid. I thought your friend Ron would like to keep this owl as it's my fault he no longer has a rat. One, that is really sweet and awesome. Two, it's not your fault, serious. Mm-mm. You may have lost all of your chill in the last year, but it is Peter's fault that he decided that he was going to kill 12 people and send you to prison for a crime you didn't commit and then spend 12 years as a rat with the Weasley. Also, that was his decision. I would like to think that you didn't so much as so much lose Ron or Rat as you saved him from carrying around a grown-ass mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. through life right <laughs> yeah i'm sure that yes. when ron grows up he's gonna be like you know for the first couple shout out to serious black right <laughs> for that i just was chilling with it i was sleeping with the grown-ass man and nobody said nothing so yeah he's I a need therapy um um ron's eyes his eyes widened the minute owl was still hooting excitedly keep him he said uncertainly he looked closely at the owl for a moment, then to Harry and Hermione's great surprise, he held him out to Crookshanks to sniff. What do you reckon? Definitely an owl? Crookshanks purred. That's good enough for me, said Ron. He's Aww. mine. Um, question. That's really sweet. Question. What is he going to tell his parents? He That may be addressed in the next book. I just don't remember. Yeah. But like, hey, my rat was a dude died <laughs> you can't really tell him because he can't tell him about Sirius so you can't be like my rat was an animagus mom and dad I don't know how you um, didn't notice so and I need y'all to know that I was like he went sleeping to go and Voldemort. then I woke up and there was a grown ass man where Scabbers was and he was like don't tell anyone and then he ran off <laughs> that's really terrifying but that's basically and what happened without taking serious out of the equation uh i don't i don't like that story crookshanks um, found out that my rat but, was an animagus and then he ran away to go help lord voldemort and then and he didn't die so somebody, therefore i got an anonymous donation so therefore serious black is, <laughs> for an owl i mean but they know i mean we don't know how much they know until but like they're cool with it by order of the phoenix yeah, they don't find out about Sirius until the end of Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. 
after shit goes yeah, down. Yeah, he died. And and Harry, cre- I mean, and Dumbledore reinstates the order. Scabbers um, is dead. Okay. To Scabbers. Scabbers. He died. <laughs> He's, He's dead. dead. But now my thing is, tell. like, where did the owl come from? Because the Weasleys don't have money, so <laughs> Mrs. Weasley probably sees the owl. I'm like, did you go? He's like, look what... And I know you didn't buy me, buy an owl with look my Look what money. Harry Potter got me for my birthday. Nah, yeah, possibly. Look what I got for special services to the school. Maybe. I don't know. Something. When you got matter. that many kids, you don't out. ask questions. You just like you alive. You got all true. your limbs. You Great. didn't get um, taken over by a book. It's been a successful year. Lit. Um, he did get dragged under a tree by a dog, but he you know, did not. Nobody told his parents that because that you know, Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> right. Like on the on the scale of emergencies. I'm sure that was under the Chamber of Secrets, and even that didn't get as much attention as it needed, so... Right. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, you were not possessed by a book. You're winning. It's true. It's very true. Um, Harry read and reread the letter from Sirius all the way back to King's Cross. It was still clutched tightly in his hand as he, Ron, and Hermione stepped back through the barrier of Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Harry spotted Uncle Vernon at once. He was standing a good distance from Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, eyeing them suspiciously, and when Mrs. Weasley hugged Harry in greeting, his worst suspicions about them seemed confirmed. I'll call about the World Cup, Ron yelled after Harry, um, as Harry bid him and Hermione goodbye. Um, What's that? Uncle Vernon snarled, staring at the envelope. Harry was still clutching in his hand. If it's another form for me to sign, you've got another. No, it's not, said Harry cheerfully. It's a letter from my godfather. Godfather, spluttered Uncle Vernon. You haven't got a godfather. Yes, I have, said Harry brightly. He was my mom and dad's best friend. He's a convicted murderer, and he's broken out of wizard prison, and he's on the run. He likes to keep in touch with me, though. Keep up with my news. Check if I'm happy. And grinning broadly at the look of horror on Uncle Vernon's face, Harry set off toward the station exit, Hedwig rattling along in front of him for what looked like a much better summer than last. Can we just talk about how much Harry learned from Remus and Dumbledore? Just cheerily. Right? Like, that was wonderful. Um, that was but a wonderful delivery. It also reminded me, I mean... He's like, oh yeah, he's a he's a convicted murderer and, like, didn't mm-hmm. even mention that he's innocent. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's a convicted murderer and um, he likes to keep in touch with me, you know? He broke out. Make sure I'm good. You know, make sure I'm... I'm cool. Yeah. I'm straight. Chilling. Um, yeah. But I also thought that I mean it's one it's very interesting that Petunia wasn't there to pick him up as well it's kind of telling but the the fact that Vernon's like you don't have a godfather is like also very telling of how little they knew James and Lily because mm-hmm. they didn't go to the wedding so they wouldn't have met they wouldn't have met Sirius or they would have met Sirius had they gone to the wedding but like that's his best that was Lily and James he says like those are my parents best friends like he was good mm-hmm. friends with Lily as well. I know my brother's close friends, like close yeah. friends. Like I know them. Some of them are my close friends. Like we hang out. I know your close. You know what I mean? Like I may not like mm-hmm. hang out with them, but I like I can recognize their name, right? Because I pay attention to you, and like I'm involved in your life. So I thought it was yeah. just like it was yeah. a we- it was small, but it was very telling that they don't give a fuck. So who is your MVP? Um, Serious black. Same. Because, yeah. For all of the reasons. 
For all the reasons. He did, he, just in that letter, he did a lot of awesome things, and it was great. And this also goes into, um, I'm so excited we get to start reading Goblin of Fire, but this goes into their continuing relationship through letters, um, and now that he's able to be a part of Harry's life, and yes, he's still on the run, but he's not, um in Azkaban, like, under constant, like, siege from Dementors, mm-hmm. there's going to be moments of, like, good times, right? Because now he's got, now he's got Buckbeat, like, the world is his oyster, right? He can, he's not on foot or on paw running around England. So, <laughs> he is, he, he has some hope and some happiness. Um, and, like, uh, but Remus knows the truth. Harry knows the truth. And that's really like more than he could have asked for. Like when he left Azkaban, it was just like, I'm about to kill this motherfucker. And then I'll go back and I'll die or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make, I'm going to commit. Now that. he's on the run. He has a companion. Yeah. His best friend and his, and his godson know he's legit. Yeah. And that's really all he cares. You know, or I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's all he cares about. I'm sure, like, he would love to have his name clear and, like, join the Wizarding World again and, like, try to get back his normality. But it's way more than he thought possible when he left. He was really good. Yeah. So who did mm-hmm. you bench? Okay. Snape. Same and Dumbledore. You did Snape and Dumbledore? Yeah. That makes sense. Snape for his actions, Dumbledore for not firing him for his actions. Yep. Yes. I'm so mad. I'm mad. And for yes. continuing to allow him to teach children and for seeing the way he got froggy with Harry and was still like, hmm, you should teach him occlumency. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for listening. Um, next week we will be discussing Prisoner of Azkaban overall. Um, make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for this chapter. Um, there's no votes for next chapter other than the tally mm-hmm. of all the votes that we've um, the been doing for the next episode, I mean. Um, yeah, so no, don't forget, we'll be doing a live tea to Prisoner of Azkaban this Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific time, um, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can use the hashtags Wizard Team and HPPOA. Um, and after the movie, we'll do our last episode on Prisoner of Azkaban, where we recap the book and the movie and figure out who's real MVP and bench for the entire book. And then the week after that, we will start uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Um, yeah, so make sure to get in. A shout out to um, Micha, Mika. She literally on Facebook just boom, here's all my votes. And they all count. So you, you have that. until the 15th to get... So literally, like, it's the 12th? Mm-hmm. You got three days. To just chapter one. Once MVP, we press... Mm-hmm. Bench. Chapter two. Just... You can literally, like, list it. Yep. And I'm gonna put them straight into the yep. thing. Into the spreadsheet. Um, you can... you If you're on the Facebook group, you can just put it on a thread. If you're um, just on Twitter, you can... I would say direct message... Yeah. Either me or the or are we black and nerds? Just because like that's a lot to be in our mentions with. <laughs> or um, you could email us. But yeah, at but, but just direct message at gmail.com. 
You can send us yeah, an email. Yeah, email it. Um, if you're on our Facebook plenty page, plenty of ways to do just it. List them down on the Facebook page. You don't even have to be on the group. Yeah, it's true. You should, you, you should yeah, be in the you group. Yeah, if you're not on the group, just but. put it on our Facebook page. Um, yeah, there's like plenty of ways to get them to us. Just get them. We to are us. not and about that voter suppression. We got early no. voting. We got late voting. We got absentee voting. Yeah. Wizard rock the vote, as the HPA would say. Mm-hmm. For three more days, y'all. Three, three more, more days. days. Get them votes in. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure to check out our website, blackgirlsnerdout.com. Um, and then, of course, we're on all of your socials. Uh, at we Black Nerds, hashtag wizard team, at Yana underscore Hallows, at Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, underscore Ravenclaw, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we will see you yeah. for the movie. Bye. He was that friend. He was that friend. <laughs> I did my waiting. Okay.